Alright. Morning, guys. I am here. It is Wednesday morning. And I just had a very turbulent 20 minutes. I was in my kitchen, kind of getting my stuff situated for the day. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I dropped a one of those big, thick measuring um, cups. Actually, it tumbled out of the one of the drawers and fell on the ground, literally from like two feet up, like maybe like a foot and a half up, which I thought was like, these things are durable, but they broke, or one of them broke. Swept up the floor, realized I had to snow blow because this is like thick, chunky, nasty snow. Like about, it's only about like three or four inches, but it's still like enough to be like, hey, you're gonna go get stuck in this shit. Um, so I dug my family out of that, and then I walked my dog for a second, and uh, got in the car, and we're good to go. Hopefully, I don't end up in a ditch, but you know, it's always a risk here in New York. So last night we talked about advantage. And um, I did a bit of a short bit on what kind of a referee do you want to be. And um, I, I think it would be a great deal to be like, all right, let's go back and shoot for those goals and kind of work our way into those and start to set some really sound, logical goals that make sense. And I'm just like, hey, this is what I'm going for. This is why I do this. And that goes back to why you want to be a referee. So all good questions, no problems there. And um, so, come on, it's not that bad out. The plow just drove by ten seconds ago. I was talking about. I got you. I'm slow. All right. So, going back to our level two, when I can read now, uh, what kind of referee are you? Decision making of yourself and your environment, your own self-belief, very important as a referee. you got to back yourself. In this role, the referee acts primarily as a driver. I back myself, and I'm in control of this, and I'm driving the car. Uh, the ability to, the ability to manage detail and complex information, your processes and knowing what you do. Um, in this role, the referee primarily acts as, as an administrator. Hey, guys, here's the rules. This is what we're sticking with. We're not going this way. You know, you did this. This is why we're not going this way. Blah, blah, blah. Um, that's a good call, actually. I like that. Um, now, the, the thing that, that is crazy about this administrator role is that we are taking in so much information and putting it through our tiny little filter and sifting it out and spitting it back out so that the players can have a good flowing game. Whereas they understand very little of what's actually happening in our brains. Um, or what we have to look at and what we have to watch for and things like that. So I love it when a captain comes up and is like, So, sir, could you watch the knock-ons? I just make sure to stare at them. No, just like a flat stare. It's like a good, like, 1-1000, one, 2-1000, one 3-1000. And I blink and I'm like, absolutely, I can look out for that. Thanks. This is one other 
<clears throat> there's this one thing that this guy said to me. He was a very experienced referee. And he says, look, you get to talk to me three times in a game. Okay? And it, 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 as a rule of thumb, it's not a bad plan. It keeps them from over, like, working you and overmanaging you and bugging you about every friggin' single thing and slowing the game down unnecessarily. Um, and he says, you get to talk to me three times. And he, it was funny because he, he refereed a team um, who he'd refereed before and they knew the rule of thumb that he had. And the one guy was like, get him to watch the knock-ons. Get him to watch the knock-ons. Talk to him. And he's like, shut the... And the, the captain turned to the player was like, shut the hell up. I know what I'm doing. And Pat's... His name was Pat, but he was like looking at him. He's like, that's a good call. And I was like... I was very impressed with that because it was just simply like, hey, that's a good kind of rule of thumb for people talking to you and administrating about you and stuff like that, you know. So we have a lot that goes on in our brains, a lot that goes on in our processes. Own that. Respect that. But also, don't be afraid to be like, hey, that's enough. Don't talk to me anymore. And you can say things like this. This is this is a cool thing about refereeing that you get to say things like that. You never get to say that to anybody else unless you're the boss. Go away now. No, no, that's enough. You know, unless you're seriously the boss, you're just like you never get to be like, hey, go away. That's enough. You know, you never get to do that. So that's that's kind of a cool bonus that we get as referees. If we do it respectfully, I think it, you can do that all the time. Thank you, Captain. That's enough. Captain, Captain, that's enough. Well, sir, you didn't... Captain, stop. You're not solving any problems right now. You're just annoying me. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's wise to say that, especially at a high level, but you can say things like that and be like, hey, I've had it up to here. Please leave me alone. Um, Number three is people management, the way you manage situations and different people. I mean, again, just like the example I just said, that's a great example of that. I can't say, Captain, go away to everyone. If a referee, if a captain's giving me respect and doing all these different things, I, I'm good. You know, I don't need to manage him very much. I need to work on the sevens or the props or whatever. So in this role, the referee acts as a promoter. Oh, I like that word. You can do better. Huh? I'm promoting them in how they can do better. Hey, you can do better than that. I like that. Number four, the ability to take on feedback and listen effectively. On-field, this is only applied to listening to what players are saying. So players and captains, I, I usually just say captains, but you can take it in, but it's not going to immediately impact your decision right away. Like, I had one one game where this guy came up, had an epic shiner, like, literally just already blowing up from, like, 10 seconds ago. And I was like, mate, it was in the middle of a mall. It could have been your own player's elbow. I'm not getting a red card or yellow card on your shiner, which is fantastic, by the way. You know, and the kid laughed, and he's like, all right, fair enough, you know, and the coach took him out or whatever. But it was just like, dude, I, I understand you got a shiner. I didn't see the blow. It's in the bottom of a mall. It, it could have been your own guy's elbow for all I know. You understand? Like, I can't call what I can't see. And, you know, but in this role, the referee acts primarily as a supporter, and it is more applicable off the field of play. Yep, that's fair. Um, so if a coach comes up to you after the game, it's difficult to do it right after a game. It's difficult to take right after a game because you're still in the heat of the moment and the coach comes up to you and is just like, blah, 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 you know, like goes on and, you know. I've had coaches come up pregame and give me thoughts and I'm like, coach, I'm, 
I'm just going to go do my thing, okay? I got enough on my head, enough pressure on my plate. I don't need you, you know, not that I, I usually disrespect the coaches, but just say, coach, I'm, I'm just focusing right now, okay? And most coaches are like, okay, fair enough. But I had this one issue, or if you want a clarification, fine. I can't nail it down to the last tee, but usually let your captains handle it. But what can I help you with? You know, and you just kind of go from there. But again, that's people management as well. The, the coach is the person who actually has... They have the largest say other than a referee coach in how you appear. And hopefully, this is not always the case, hopefully the coach is respectful and understanding that you do a lot of work and that you have a lot going on and that he probably is the closest person to understanding what you do unless some, he's, the other players are referees. Because a lot of coaches are very good referees. Um, I'm not saying all of them. Again, I'm saying this is the, you know, exception, not the rule. But there are good coaches that are excellent referees and they know the game very well. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at it and being like, oh, you take the good with the bad, but taking flack from coaches... You've got to literally take it, not take it as a personal attack. Like, this is super important. If a coach comes up to you and says, you sucked here, you sucked here, you sucked here. Okay, well, how did I suck? Well, coach, I I understand what you're saying, that I wasn't adequate on the breakdowns. I wasn't where I needed to be when I needed to get there. And I wasn't calling um, the scrum downs correctly. Okay, fair enough. How do you think I could improve? Like, first off, like, thank them for the, the, what they're saying. Like, Coach, thank you. I really appreciate it. We, we, you know, we don't get a lot of critiques around here. Really, really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much for helping me. I, you know, I, I, and it takes a really... You still got to be in the referee, uh, you know, mask... You can't take it personally. Like, that's the thing. Like, you, people might, might look down at you and try to intimidate you, but it's like, you got to look at them and be like, hey, I'm still the referee here. You know? Guys, hey, co- coach, I'm, I'm still the referee here. I, I appreciate your perspective. But until I get in my car, pretty much, and drive away, I'm still the referee here. You know, so you got to act like it. You can't just turn your mask off once the whistle's blown. You can be like, okay, I can unwind a little bit. But you still got to be the referee. You can be like, hey, that was a great game, and I, m- I might have blown that call. What was that call, coach? I didn't have a great perspective on it, and I called what I saw. And most coaches will abide by that. If you say, coach, I, I didn't have a great sp- shot on that one. I had one game where it was a sevens game. And this guy came down and just took a swipe at the ball, like knocked it out of the air, and I just immediately carded him. But the thing is, the kid actually caught the ball, so I was like, oh, fuck. And, I mean, afterwards, like, they, they, he didn't have video, but he was like, he caught the ball, though. And I just immediately checked out. Because you, you see a motion like that where they're swiping, and you're just like, oh, well, fuck you. Oh, it's this idiot who's going 20 miles an hour. I love it. So, yeah, I screwed that one. Um, Dave, uh, I owe you a beer for that one because I totally agree with you on that. You had a better perspective than I. But I, it was, you know, one of those calls that I just made and didn't think about it and I thought I made the absolute right call but that was the game which was a sad one it was just one of those things where I kind of wish I had it back but at the same time it's like hey you make the calls with what you have available Um, but I think the challenge is just kind of 
improving and keep getting better. And um, it's it's very common for a lot of people to take it personally when they're accepting critiques from a coach or a referee organizer. And the thing about it is, is it doesn't solve anything. You know, you're not putting yourself out there. You're putting your performance out there. Like, I hope that, you, you know, yourself is not this adjudicator and referee and manager and stuff like that. It's just, it's a role you play. You have fun doing it and you're, you're you kind of come out of, come out through the cracks. But it's a role you play. You put the hat on and you perform. So it's your performance that is, it's like an actor being put on stage. And you can put a lot of yourself into it, it's fine, but it's not you that they're questioning. It's your authority, it's your performance, it's that. So... Very important for taking flack. Um, pre and post match. This is well, they're really getting into it. Um, referee coach. If a referee coach has come to see you, introduce yourself prior to the game. Don't expect the coach to come find you. Be ready to be honest about yourself and what you need help on. There are they are there to help you become a better referee, not to be a hindrance. Start by being honest with yourself. What do you need to do to become a better match official? Wow, we talked about this in our journal episodes. Then ask them for feedback on your goals. If there's another experienced referee available to watch your game, when no coach is available, ask the referees for some feedback instead. Wow, it's almost like we're trying to get better. Amazing. I think they said that three times in there, be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, fuck all. You're never going to do anything else. Uh, Changing. They're getting into changing. Get changed in plenty of time before kickoff. Put one sock on first and then the other. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't say that. Um, but it does say this will get you time to check your gear, to warm up, to brief, meet and brief the teams and inspect their boots. When you first arrive, arrange a time to brief the teams and check the equipment. Try to let the captains or coach come up with a time or place. Remember to make sure they know how long it will take and needs to be done in plenty of time. Make sure the crap with you, including an alternate color of shirt. All right, a couple things really, really good there. Um, arrive with plenty of time. If you are arriving 20 minutes before kickoff, it is too soon. It's just damn, it's just too soon. I've done it. It's not fun. I really have to rush through it, and I don't feel settled. But, you know, I don't have time for my, you know, pregame shit or anything like that. It doesn't impact me at all, really. But the point I'm trying to make is um, arrive an hour early if you can. If you are an hour early, you are sometimes, like, you're amongst the first people to show up to the field sometimes, which is awesome, um, because then you can just chill out, you can relax, you can put your boots on, you can keep your warm-ups on as long as possible, you can get nice and warm, and then you can, you can, you know, walk up to the coaches when they arrive, coach, how you doing, I'm your official for today, you know, my name's Tim, um, what time did you want me to do the uh, pregame chat? Do you need everybody? No, I just need your props and your um, your front rowers and your captain, please. Should take about three minutes. Oh, why don't we do it now? Okay, cool. I, I prefer to do it earlier because then the closer they get to game time, the more their blood escalates, their, their blood gets up, and they get less and less understanding of what you're trying to say. So you get it in early, fine. You do five minutes before kickoff, fine. Um, you know, whatever works. Um, this was there that I liked. Oh, always have at least two or three colors of shirts. 
uh, you have no idea how many times I've seen a referee who literally is just like, okay, can't find him. Like, when I was in Australia, they had red shirts. Red with blue and gold and blue shorts and blue socks. Now, there wasn't a lot of red. You know, well, there was some red. But it was like, those are the uniforms for referees, period. Um, which worked. It worked pretty well. Um, the other thing about it was uh, when you when you have, like, a red team and a blue team, and you got a red and a blue jersey, you're just like, oh, crap. You need a ne- something neon, something pink, something ridiculous that is usually not in jerseys, and then you'll be okay. So usually three or four. I got a reversible one, which is very helpful. Um, yeah. I think what it does is it, it, it you getting there early accommodates the coaches. It helps you be like, Coach, I'm here to help you out. It doesn't be like, well, I've got to do it right now, and they're in the middle of like a warm-up drill, and they're getting ready to go, and it's like... No, we're here to help them. We're not here to inconvenience them. Touch judges and ARs, assistant referees. Oh, my God, this person is going 15 miles below. It's, it, the roads are dry. There's a little bit of snow on them, but the roads are dry. Oh, boy. Long, long day. Make sure you conduct an appropriate brief briefing for the level of the touch judges, assistant referees, and level of the game. If they are appointed in advance... Contact them the day before the match if they are qualified and the match organizer has approved it. Um, remind them they can assist you on reporting foul play. Ask one of the touch judges to keep the time as well. Check on your timing as a backup. If your watch fails, act as a team of three. Now, this is kind of tricky, and this is probably what I'll end on. Um, if you have trained ARs, it is still important to brief them just to understand what you're really looking for. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I have a team that I've worked with multiple times and they're like a father daughter and they're awesome and they've been all over and that's, that's just what they do. They don't, they don't send a referee, they are, and they're fantastic at it. Um, and they know what to expect out of me and I know what to expect out of them. I will still have a good communication session with them. Be like, guys, here's the situation. Here's what I want to do. Here's what you know, the situation is, here's where I would like to be, here's where I want you guys, here's what I want you looking for, blah, 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 you know, plus, minus, you know, I can go through that later on, um, with touchies, touch judges are people who are untrained, they are the subs that the coach gives you, that holds the flag for you, really, the only thing you can really do with them is touch, Everything else is your call. I made the mistake one time of... And I trust the guy. I think I got the call right, but the way it looked was really bad. Um, uh, It was when I was in Australia. I was at a team, and I... Probably ten minutes into the game, this team scored a try in the corner. And it was tackled while it was happening, and I didn't get a good look at the grounding. It's one of those situations where there's no possible way you have a good look at it, you're just like, well, I'm shit, I'm fucked. You know, you're in field, you're trying to get a good look at it, you're in the right place, however, the ball is being grounded away from you, there's two bodies in between you and the ball, and you got nothing. So, that's where I was. And the touch was just like, yup, let's try, let's try, and he thumbs up, and I'm like, okay. And I stopped the game, went over to him and said, are you absolutely 100% sure that that ball was grounded and clear? And I awarded the try. 
Now, the effect was probably 100% accurate. The way that it looked from the sideline, from everything else, is that I'm trusting this dude who was on the team that just scored. No, I believe that it was the correct call, and I believe that, you know, if I looked at the guy and I was, he wasn't just kind of being like, that, that was good, you know, whatever, I'm trying to score for my team. Um, but it looked very dubious. It just looked really bad. So I learned my lesson with that one. Saying, guys, I didn't get a good look at it. I, I'm doing everything I can here. We're going to go back to a scrum down on the attack saying it's held up. Okay. Or I could have just wrong, you know, it's one of those situations where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. These are the situations we find ourselves in all the time. Um, so with touchies, you got to really just be like, okay, trust them for touch. And sometimes you even have to go back and be like, look, dude, I need to flag up wherever you are. If you're not willing to work, I need to find another player. Because I get guys who are like, you know, sitting there in like work boots and like their, their sweatpants are sagging to halfway down their ass. And they're just ready to, like, jog over and be cool and then throw the flag up, like, ten minutes after the ball's in. The ball's into touch. And I'm like, mate, if I'm beating you here, something's wrong, you know? And, um, yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things where I was like, yeah, no, you can't do that, dude. So they're like, look, wherever you are, if you're running to keep up, I need you to watch the game. Um, keep in mind this is the role that I have for you. Um, but if you're running to keep up, fantastic. Uh, flag goes up wherever you are. If you're in the try zone and the ball's in the other 22, put the flag up because I'll be looking for the flag. That means that I know you're watching the line. It's gone out. And we can go from there. All right. If you run up to the flag point and then put the flag up, we're in trouble because you're not going to be fast enough to be there. So what we need is flag up right away, above your head, nice and obvious. Run to the spot and stick your arm out to who gets the throw in. Okay. Now, if I overrule you, that's my call. That, that's, that's, everything's on me, okay? You, you, I've trained to do this, you know. You're, you know, haven't done this before. It's okay. And then you always get the old guys who are, like, sucking their beers down. Ah, oh, I've been an AR for years. Okay, cool. Good for you. I'm still not going to trust you with shit. Unless you're appointed to me, I'm not trusting you for anything. Um, but, yeah, so you kind of got to vary your, what you can expect out of them. Basically, okay flag goes up when the ball goes into touch. It's just like basketball rules. Sound good? Excellent. Thank you. That's about it. Um, but guys, I am about at work and I will, uh, long today because I'm driving by that person driving 15 miles a friggin' hour. Alright, I will talk to you guys later on tonight. We finished on ARs and touchies. Good evening, guys. How is it going? It is... Ooh, I just finished my lovely 12-hour day. I am done. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, as Germans would say. Um, but for now, just chilling. Um, I was looking at pre- and post-match. We went through touch judges. Time! Make sure you know how long each half is. It's good. Um, extra time scoring procedures. Uh, good call. Don't forget to restart your stopwatch. Um, it's helpful to have a second watch if your one breaks. Um, yeah, basically going into the pregame chat, coin toss. Um, remember your coins. 
This is interesting. Um, I'll probably talk about this for a bit. Um, after the game, the referee should try to avoid having other commitments soon after a game. Though it is appreciated that sometimes this is not always possible, refereeing or touch judging in the following game or a family function. Don't forget to thank the captains and the touch judges. If a referee coach has been watching, make a point of thanking that person as well and making a time later to meet up or to telephone. A discussion with a referee coach will give you the opportunity to explain why certain decisions were made and allow you the opportunity to consider alternative solutions to certain aspects of play. Um, if you have made a wrong decision on a point of law, then as soon as possible after game, when back at home, you should check the law and ensure that the law in question is interpreted correctly at the next game. Just, just learning for next time. After each game, it is good practice for you to do a self-analysis of the game, which we've talked about, to try to overcome any weaknesses or errors prior to the next game. Try and speak with the coaches, captains, and players of both sides after a game, preferably over a drink in the clubhouse. As a referee, you can learn a lot from them. However, don't be afraid of criticism. Listen and consider the comments later on. Don't sneak off after a game. The players and coaches will realize referees are human after all, and the referee will make many good friends continue to enjoy the unique camaraderie of rugby football games. I, I think it goes back to my question last night. What kind of a referee do you want to be? You know, do you want to be the guy who shows up late, who does all of the, the stuff that, you know, you wouldn't really expect? I can't see a fucking thing behind me. Those are my lights. Okay, cool. Sorry, I had all the snow in my rear mirror and I couldn't see shit. And we're clear. Go! Um, so it goes back to what kind of a referee do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy who shows up late, barely does a boot check, kind of snubs at, you know, the players and, you know, different things and makes fun of them and communicates poorly throughout the game or is a stickler for the laws and missing the overall spectacle of the game and then sneaks off after a game because they have other things they have to do. I don't want to be that guy. I can't answer that question for you. I just know that for me, making a point of, you know, every, every time we get to go out there, be grateful that we get to go out and have a good time in referee rugby. Like, that's so much fun. Come on. So that's enjoyable. Why not just make a point of being like, look, let's get everything we can out of this experience. You know? So, that's the way I look at it. I, I think getting every bit of experience, getting every bit of enjoyment, getting every bit of whatever we can out of the game is just, that's the, that's the go-to. That's the process. So, that's my perspective. Um, and in the end, you go and share a drink with them. Go to the to the, the drink up or whatever. If it's a college team, I would strongly recommend against it unless they openly invite you and are like, yeah, dude. Because some college teams, they, they have, like, you know, drink ups and they're they're there to get rowdy, you know. Some of them don't have them because they, it's against school rules or it's kind of quiet and stuff like that. I, I would just be like, hey, guys, thanks for the offer. I appreciate it. And, but definitely stick around after the game. Don't rush off. Don't exit stage left too quickly because it's important to be like, hey, I'm not hiding I'm here, I'm available, and if you have any questions, I'm free to talk about them. And if one question of law does come up, 
feel free to be like, you know what? You, you might be right. I might have screwed that one, but let's look it up together. We got the book right here, got the app on our phone or whatever, and just understand it. And then, you know, you don't have to answer that question there. You could be like, well, this was my interpretation of it, and this is what I saw. And so here's what, the way I went about it. And, you know, something like that, it's pretty easy, pretty painless. And, um, yeah, I just think overall it's the upside is so much more if you're able to go and relax and have a drink and just be a good comrade, you know, with them and just be like, guys, hey, I enjoy this. I do this because I enjoy it, not because I get paid a shit ton of money, you know, which we don't. Um, we get paid, but that's not the main goal. We do it because we want to improve. We want to get better and we want to make the game better. So if your purpose is making the game better, fantastic. Let's carry on. Um, so in the next segment, chapter two, module two, management, chapter two, communication, um, learning outcome. Introduction. I, guys, the problem with this at night is I should stop and read this. That's what I should do. Because reading while I'm driving is dangerous as hell. Um, but also, reading while it's dark out in, in the streetlight is even more dangerous, especially when the roads are shit. Um, so, um, yeah. Sorry to make it a short podcast, but I really don't have an outcome right now. Um, yeah. Huh. Going back over the other stuff. Um, keeping time. Um, I just, I mean, if you want to be really clever and get a fancy watch, awesome. Um, one thing that's nice with a, just a regular stopwatch is you can, you know, if you kick off on time, you know, you start one stopwatch and the other one you can get like a you can get a stopwatch and you can get a timer um so that way you can have you can just kind of hit start on the timer for the half or start on the stopwatch and then you can hit start on the timer right after and it's kind of just a tap mood tap and then all of a sudden you've got two clocks that are running and your timer is your playing time or you know your your yeah, your playing time, and the overall stopwatch is just your your live time. So that way you could your time off, and you forget to do time back on. It's nice and easy. You can set your timer to the half mark and just go from there. Um, so that's one thing that I did. Um, I try to make a mental note, or at least have my book with me. Um, with my book, I, I to be honest, I just write. You know, split the chart in half with a t-chart I write a team on either side on the top I write the letter T C and P tries conversions penalties and I just draw three little columns lines horizontal lines bang 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 and I just put an asterisk just a, a dash in each one making sure it's clear I keep my pencils in my socks um, that's about all I do you know I, I do try to make a point of the time the player has gone off if a yellow card is awarded uh, or penalized or whatever awarded is not the right term um, if the yellow card is given that's better but, um, then I try to just write down the time or at least make a mental note of the time um, what else 
always make sure you have a backup whistle. Have a, you just to be honest, getting coins is so easy. But I have this little um, plastic like lunchbox kind of container with clasps on it, or a little you know little plastic container that's in my kit, and I just chuck that in there. I've got a coin. I've got extra three by five cards from that I just kind of rip in half or fold in half for my little sheet. I've got an extra pair of cards. I've got two whistles in there. I've got a couple of random pencils that I've sharpened randomly, and mostly that'll just be like, all right, I can show up in gym shorts and running shoes and I'll be okay. You know, not saying that you should do that, but you've got the bare minimums for being the referee right there in your kit. Um, yeah. I usually... And my kit is always, like, loaded because it's always, like, I, I, I'm from Buffalo, New York, so it's... You never know what the weather's going to be like, so if it drops 10 degrees in the game, it's always a good thing to do. Before you go to the game, though, you should check the weather. Um, another thing that you can do pre-game is always get confirmation from the people. You know, in our organization, we have a good semblance of understanding with the, the high schools or the colleges where the organization organizer must email you or call you beforehand and leave a message. I'm always just quick to be like, yep, sounds good. Um, I'll throw, like, they'll be like, hey, the field is here or whatever. And otherwise, I'm just putting, like, the college in and being like, all right, I'm going to find my way around. Um, if I have an address or something like that. But I will always confirm the address and if there will be a B-side and what time is kickoff. Um, if they haven't already confirmed that. Um, if they say, this is the address, kickoff is at 1, would you be okay with the B-side? And we'll be like, yep, this is our going fee for a B-side. We're done. You know, that's it. You just go and run. And uh, have a good time. And it's always important, I think, just to be like, you know, you could say yes and sign your name or whatever. But <laughs> there's so many instances where you don't need to be a dick. As a referee, you don't need to be a dick. Why would you be a dick? I mean, there are instances where I get frustrated and I have to let it be known that I'm frustrated. And I have to put the rule down. But in the end, why Why would you be a dick to somebody who's going to be playing? Somebody who's going to be, you know, who's furthering this game that we love. It's just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. And um, I may never understand it. You know, if there's an explanation for situations and your personality is going to come out. But in the end... Don't be a dick. Be nice. I feel like I'm quoting Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse, but but I'm gonna cap it off, guys. I will um yeah, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I can read again.